Three minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's our Thought Leader Thursday segment. And this Thursday, uh, we're speaking to somebody who uh, uh, certainly uh, is renowned for making uh, uh, some of our favorite brew. And uh, uh, we find ourselves in a context now where many of our vices closed uh, to to us as a part of the sacrifices all of us need to make uh, to uh, respond to the containment efforts of uh, COVID-19. And uh, uh, I thought it um, a perfect opportunity to catch up with the founder of Brew Hogs and uh, uh, the uh, founder of Brewster's Craft as well, which is a training and consultancy company, and the first person in South Africa, first black person to be approved as a brewing uh, training provider by the Institute of Brewing and Distilling, and the first person in South Africa to complete a national diploma in clear fermented beverages. And uh, her name is Apiwe Ngusani Mawela, and she joins me now on the line. Apiwe, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Pretty. How are you? The Pilangos are called. I want us maybe to start off here. I guess uh, you know we're trying to tap into your mind and your well of wisdom in this particular space and uh, try and make sense uh, of uh, all of the things that people are doing in the privacy of their own homes, fermenting pineapples and bafagis slangwabanye. So, so that being said, maybe, maybe let's start off, I guess, uh, uh, with you uh, as a uh, brewmaster of sorts. Uh, I mean, just talk to us about uh, what impact you've seen here for many of uh, your own clients or, or people who potentially would have been your clients uh, with this lockdown and uh, the impact that it's had on the brewing industry. Yeah, I mean, we, we find ourselves in a very difficult situation. I mean, the COVID-19 pandemic has affected um, not just South Africa, it's affected everybody across the globe. So, um, I mean, every, all brew, I mean, our industry, I think, is um, has also been one of the industries that have been heavily affected where we are in total ban. Um, I've had to shut my brewery, like, as like, close doors, tell everybody to go home, and guys are asking me, when can we start working again? I'm like, I have no idea because we're all waiting for level three, you know, um, so where we'll be allowed to, to sell, um, which obviously then will mean that we can then be able to produce. So mm. it's been a very, very difficult time for, 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 for me personally as a business. Yeah. Now, now, I mean, that certainly hasn't stopped you from getting busy. Uh, I mean, I remember one of my <laughs> colleagues over the last week or so uh, sending me a book. Now, she says uh, she said to me, you know what, uh, there's a book that uh, she then bought on the weekend and we, we had a meeting on the Monday and uh, she then sent through the book on the uh, uh, team WhatsApp group. Uh, and uh, I then saw your name on that. And uh, it was about how people can safely brew. Uh, during this moment uh, from the privacy of their homes. And I guess safety being the operative word here because we we did see a case over the last week or so in the Northern Cape. I think it was in... um uh, Port Noloth or, or No Port? I'm just not sure of, of uh, which uh, town specifically, where two people died. And I, I suspect it was a couple that uh, after uh, they uh, uh, drank uh, some homemade brew. So I guess the the issue of safety is, is uh, uh, quite important here. Uh, in in light of uh, many people now deciding to go and uh, DIY umlo uh, bikers. Yeah, yeah. What has happened is obviously a lot of people have uh, because um, they 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 can't get access to the normal uh, beverages that they would normally consume. 
they've looked at other ways of making alcoholic drinks, and that is through home brewing. Mm. So, like, I mean, home brewing, and now we have the makaya, kutala, for me, I have been making umkombo as Lokshin, you know, of Umamekonin, who has been making that uh, brew. I mean, and we've been making pineapple beer since. Since I can remember, as a bantuana, we used to go and come we take the skins mm. and mix it up with water, a bit of sugar, and hope that. Um, so, home bringing it itself is not something that's new. Um, it's just that I think, obviously, with the lockdown and a lot more people not having access to um, to to brews, that they've looked at um, looked at ways of making their own alcoholic beverages. So, oh, the book itself is actually written by a friend of mine, Utsikwe who owns a brand called Istimela. So he actually approached me and said, you know, he's putting this book together and he would uh, appreciate if I could help him edit it. So I came in as the editor of the book. So I didn't physically write the book myself. Okay. So, so, um, so maybe tell book, us a bit about the book. I mean, what is the book about and what is the thinking putting it together? So the, the thinking was obviously from... Um, so initially when the lockdown started, um, through my academy, I was posting recipes Um and I was posting a lot of uh, te- some technical information on, on, on for people that want to post. So in this one about what is yeast, what is fermentation, what actually happens during fermentation. Mm. Um, and then so Utsikwe also uh, had a lot of people that were asking him for what to make, how do you make this. And, and he, as a home brewer himself, so before he started his own brand, he, he used to home brew. Um, so he, had, he has obviously a lot more information. Uh, so what he then decided to do was to put um, a book together uh, that's got 12 recipes. So it's like your quick-to-make recipes at home uh, from e ginger beer, if I may read, that's got a bit of alcohol, so you can do it with or without alcohol, um, to um, mead where he uses honey, uh, and he's got some inspiration from his travels in Tanzania. He spent some time in Tanzania, so he uses some of, and I think there's like two recipes, that are drawing from his experiences there. Um, so the book is uh, available online for purchase of only 30 rand. Unfortunately, what has happened is that a lot of people have, after downloading the PDF, would then share it. Um, so so the person who shared it with me wasn't supposed to do that? No, they were not. Ah. Yes, I hope you can tell them. Um, so ah, we, I can't release a so it's fine. <laughs> no, I and I mean, the book was very cheap. But when Utsuko told me that it's going to be 30 rand, I was like, are you sure? That's like, at time, I mean, like, really, this is like the content of this book is is, is, is worth more than 30 rand. Because um, those recipes are, are recipes that one, I mean, 12 recipes, you could practically do one per week of the mm, lockdown and you'd be mm. covered. Um, but I mean, anybody who hasn't tried, I mean, a lot of people have bought the book already. So we thank them very much for the support. And those who haven't, um, it's found on uh, lockdown drinks with an A, dot com. Okay. But it's also on social media. Apio, I want us to pause here for a second. We're going to take a quick spot break. When we come back, uh, I want us to talk through some tips that uh, we could give to people uh, who want to put together uh, their own homebrew and uh, also maybe speak to uh, some of the things that you're doing in a sanitizer space and uh, okay. how, uh, I guess, easy or difficult it might be for people who are in your sector uh, to make that transition into uh, that new source of demand. Uh, we're under, or we're not under the microscope. Uh, it's our Thought Leader Thursday segment uh, with Apu uh, and Musani Mawel and we're talking about uh, yeah, brewing in your own home and uh, what to do and what not to do. This on the back, of course, of um, 
I guess some fatal outcomes that we saw of uh, a couple in uh, the Northern Cape uh, who passed away uh, at different times, of course, uh, due to, uh, ostensibly due to uh, uh, the homebrew that they had put together and prepared. We continue on the other side of this. 13 minutes it is after 8 p.m. And our thought leader this evening is uh, a master brewer, Apiwa uh, Ngusani Mawela. She's the founder of Brew Hogs, which is a microbrewery and uh, that brews uh, on behalf of other, uh, I guess, uh, labels and uh, Brewers Craft, which is a training and a consultancy company. And uh, Apiwa, I guess the, the other question is, how do we do this safely? How do we make sure uh, that uh, if uh, we do want to undertake our own home brew, during this particular period, uh, which can be an exciting and a fun thing to do. How do we make sure that, uh, you know, uh, we make it a safe undertaking and endeavor uh, to uh, uh, take part in? Well, I think for me, the, the key thing is Abantu need to understand what they're making a product that is to be consumed. Um, so it must be safe. It must be done in, in the same way you would make uh, you prepare your food in the kitchen. So um, making sure that you use ingredients as a variety that are, um, are not off, uh, that you prepare everything, you clean everything, you uh, sterilize. So if you remember a makaya, when they make kumkongo, they will always boil a pot of hot water. Mm. And they'll use that water to everything that they use during the brewing process. They would it will first go through like that hot water, it is sterilized. So I think just sterility, making sure you understand the um, basic hygiene, basic food safety, basic um, fermentation principles. Those, if you, if one just takes time to just understand those, I think uh, it will save. Um, got a lot of people going through the pro- the troubles of making a product that is undrinkable. So the, the beer itself, um, if you if you use the natural process. Um, you should not. You should not. Uh, it doesn't. It wouldn't kill you. Uh, the only problem is, is obviously when people start adding mm. other unnatural products um, into their brews. Because I've seen people that want to quickly get drunk, or they quickly want it to ferment faster, or or for whatever other reasons, and then they start adding other things which are actually not natural. Mm. I mean, uh, I also heard a ca- of a case uh, earlier on in the day today of uh, people starting to drink. Uh, you know, sanitizers, and I guess that that also is a perfect segue into into uh, the other part of what I want us to discuss. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, I think what you are talking about is uh, are people who are looking for a quick fix, who are looking for uh, that quick high, and uh, looking for anything with alcohol in it mm-hmm. in order to be able to do this. But on the production side of things, um, you know, mm-hmm. for many of the producers who are your clients uh, in your microbrewery who come to you and say. I've got this idea uh, and I want to take this kind of uh, a brew into the marketplace. Uh, you know, how, how do they, with the capacity and the know-how that they have, transition to meet the demand that all of us have now for hand sanitizers, uh, which uh, are also have, I guess, as a big component, alcohol? Yeah, so at, uh, the, the brew itself, I actually cannot manufacture um, sanitizer, mm. and that is because it's, it's a higher alcohol percentage. So as you know, it's about um, the requirement is about seventy percent um, alcohol. So my brew, the brew, my brewery is fed um, for who make beer, which is typically about five, maximum ten percent alcohol. So there's a, um, I mean, it's something that I looked into, but I found to 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 change it, um, I'll have to buy different pumps I will have to rewire because now you're handling a higher alcohol so what I'm currently doing I'm actually buying the um, the mixed sanitizer for from another brewery who has done who's gone through that process uh, made giant repairs in Newtown 
So I will, I buy from them and then I repackage at my brewery. Mm. Uh, so that has um, obviously a lot of people cannot um, buy bulk or buy or find where they can buy the smaller, um, smaller, smaller packs. So mm. that's that's where um, the gap is. And because uh, for me it came from the from from the fact that the plant is currently standing, it's currently empty. Uh, it's space that I'm paying rental on sure, every, um, sure. you know. Uh, so any any anything that um, we can do just to kind of keep lights on um, during this time. And obviously, they I saw the gap that there isn't enough. Um, there's a lot of people that are always looking for sanitizers and looking at a reasonable price. So I'm able to actually offer it at, um, at a reasonable price. Also. Mm. And how are the margins? I mean, uh, going into a new space like that, how, how are the margins? No, they, they're not. Uh, it's not the same. But I mean, for me, I, I, I was not obviously trying to um, go completely change into an industry, a different industry where I would make lots of money. It's, mm. it's more... It's more keeping afloat, um, keeping lights on. So every, I mean, every little bit counts. So and also just to for 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 the guys, for my guys at the plant, that they are able to um, to at the end of the month, I'm able to pay them something. So um, yeah. even though I, I was actually, I know a lot of people struggle to get that uh, UIF um, relief fund um, that was made available by the government. So I've been actually quite fortunate that mm. I managed to get some funds through that and been able to pay them last month but it's also obviously making sure that um we don't fully rely on government we try to create um our own ways last one on my end before we let you go and uh, i guess this relates to uh, maybe a, a value chain consideration if i can put it like that uh, a lot of people uh, you know have made quite a big deal about um, you know jobs lost in the brewery sector uh, in mm-hmm. particular, and, and really thinking about the finished product without really unpacking uh, all of the different value chains that feed into the sector. And I think it might be helpful for some of our listeners if you could paint a picture of uh, where we can see the economic impact of uh, a stop in brewing activity on the back of uh, the lockdown and which sectors uh, you already think from certainly your own supplies and your own uh, operations that you think are going to be hit by this uh, you know a lot of people might be thinking about the hops in the agricultural sector but uh, there would probably be a lot more other sectors uh, that are critical in making sure that uh, you know our beers get to us yeah so uh, i mean like you mentioned the, the from the agricultural point of view mm. i mean those are our main in, in ingredients that we're using and um, a lot of us within the microbrewing space actually use imported ingredients so the impact is not just uh, felt from local ingredients, but also the fact that we can't bring anything in at the moment, and we don't even know when uh, we'll be able to start uh, be able to um, to bring some of the ingredients in. Uh, and then through the process itself and going when the product is um, final product, I mean we the fact that uh, the, the restaurants and pubs are only going to come online on level one of the lockdown. So and that is a bulk of our way we move our products through as as microbrewers because um, our products are not widely available in in bottle stores as you you, you would know mm. that you, you, they're not found in every single bottle store like the mass produced um, beers. So those are some of the uh, of the um, constraints we're gonna find coming out of the out of the lockdown. I sure, mean I think. Sure. 
going into level three, at least we'll see some mm-hmm. um, online trade. Um, we'll see some stores sure, being opening sure. up. And uh, we're hoping that at least we can be able to move our beers through there. Okay. And um, the, the, the biggest focus has sure. been on online. So every microbrewery at the moment is looking at okay. how do they tap into the online market. All right. Um, Apiwa, we'll have to leave it there. Wish you all the best, of course, until we get to level three and you can resume your operations. Thank you so much, Peter.